Welcome to this podcast episode on why study a conversion course. For those that are considering the bar route, the conversion course, if you've done a non-law degree, is still essential. However, with the new SQE, those considering a solicitor route don't necessarily need to do a law conversion course. What we're going to be discussing in this podcast is the benefits of a law conversion course and why you might want to still consider um, doing one. I'm Amy and I did the GDL at the University of Law, which is now the PGDL, and I will be starting a criminal pupillage in March 2024 at Exchange Chambers. I'm joined by Rachel, who's also going to introduce herself. Hi, my name's Rachel Jones. Um, I'm a family law sister at Vanguard Law Solicitors. I qualified in January 2022 and I studied the GDL, which is now the PGDL, which is the conversion course. For those pursuing a bar route, if you've come from a non-law background, it's still essential that you need to do a conversion course. However, with the new SQE, those considering the solicitor route don't have to do one. So what we're going to be discussing in this episode is why, what's valuable a law conversion course? Why is that it's still a good idea to do one? Um, so coming to you, Rachel, why is it that you chose to do a law conversion course? Um, I chose to do a law conversion course because I originally did an English literature degree um, and I didn't know I wanted to do law originally. Um, so it was very much I was just going to do a degree which was a, a good degree to do. Um, halfway through the degree, though, I realised I wanted to study law and that's what I wanted to get into. So I obviously decided to do the um, it was known as a GDL then. I believe it's now changed its name. Um, but yeah, that's why I decided to study the law conversion course. What do you think was it about law? What appealed to you? What kind of made you decide to change that career path from having done English to into studying law? It's probably like a really cliche thing to say. Um, I've always had a kind of want to help people. So I now mm -hmm. work in an area of law where I do help a lot of people. So I work with family law where I do a lot of legal aid work um, and a lot of domestic abuse work as well. So um, it's a really rewarding area to work in. Um, and I've always been someone who's enjoyed helping people, feeling like I've got a rewarding job. Um, and I felt like this was an area where I could really help people. Um, and so that's why I decided to go into it. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice thing about the law conversion course, that you can decide to study a topic that really interests you. So for you, English literature, Rachel, and for me, having done an economics and politics degree, I could do that, but then still have the opportunity to go and do the law conversion and then pursue a career in law. I think that's a really great thing about it. Um, what made you decide to study at ULaw, Rachel, at the University of Law? Um, I think it's because I went to go and look at the campus originally. So obviously I looked at the Manchester campus and it, it is a beautiful kind of campus right in the middle of the, the city where they have lots of connections to lots of law firms. They also have lots of extracurricular activities involved. So when I studied law, I um, did a bit of court marshalling. Um, there was a lot of help from the career sector and kind of coming from a non-law background, so no one in my family has ever studied law. So I had no connections. I was really kind of lost and confused and had no idea about anything. I remember when I first started, I was like, what even is a training contract? Um, <laughs> but the, the, the university was so helpful with that, trying to make you into a law student and, and pursuing a career in law rather than being an English student, because they are two completely different ways of life really and ways of thinking um, mm. the University of Law makes sure that they kind of set you up to go into that go into a career in law rather than just studying law. 
Yeah, and I think that's, you mentioned that you were at the Manchester campus, Rachel, and I did my um, GDO, now the PGDO, at the Birmingham campus. And ULAW obviously has campuses all across the country, and so it does enable you to study one of these conversion courses in a place that suits you and at a campus that suits you, and I think that's really great. Um, and similar to similar to you, Rachel, I, I found that um, when I went to look around the campus that um, it, it was a really good atmosphere, good vibe, and obviously having tutors that are qualified barristers and solicitors is something that is, is and was a big appeal. Um, so you mentioned you did the GDO, now the PGDO. How did you prepare, how did that prepare you for your future studies or indeed your qualification as a solicitor, do you think, Rachel? So a GDL is is really difficult. Um, I'm, I'm very honest about that. It, it's a hard thing to do. The law conversion course is not easy, but that sets you up for a career in law. A career in law it, it is not an easy career path to go down, um, and yet obviously have to work during it. When I did my law conversion course, it was essentially like doing a nine to five job, and um, so you had to see it as you know you had to constantly be doing the prep for the classes. Um, then doing the work but it, it, it did set you up because you were constantly knowing how it would be to work in law because it was a constant having to do things having to look at the case law having to understand um you know different cases and, and how to to use the law so um it, it was really helpful when you looked at then what career you were going to take moving forward yeah absolutely and how did you find that transition into the GDL so into the conversion course coming from the non-law background, so having done an English literature degree? I don't think it was, it wasn't necessarily easy for me, it was difficult, but when I, I remember when I first came to look at the Manchester campus and was told about the GDL, um, I was told, you know, it's not going to be easy, it's not an easy course, so you do come into it knowing that it, it's not going to be an easy course. When I did an English degree, I'm, I'm not saying it was an easy degree, but it was definitely a slower pace than um, a conversion course because you were having to read books. There was not many exams involved in my English literature degree. I think I had maybe one or two during my degree. Um, so it was having to then learn how to do exams again. Um, but the University of Law were really helpful with that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, for me, the GDL gives you that legal underpinning that, that is required. Um, it kind of covers the key areas of law that you're going to need. And then you see that cropping up. I mean, then doing the bar course is really useful. You kind of need the legal underpinning to then understand procedure, to understand what it is and you're actually going to be doing in practice. Yeah. Um, and then kind of for me, the transition to legal studies, I agree. Um, the GDL is an intense course. But I think, um, as you mentioned, Rachel, it's good to get into that intensity. Your your career as a solicitor or a barrister is going to be intense, is going to be full on. Um, and I think, therefore, throwing you into something that, that is intense, I mean, by all means manageable, but intense, it is a good thing um, and something that gets you into that legal mindset um, and, and into kind of the right frame of mind. What was the most valuable thing that you learned, do you think, on the conversion course, Rachel? But I think the main thing was probably um, the law and learning all that. Yeah. Um, but, um, I definitely think a quite valuable thing I learned was time management on the GDL, because like I said, obviously, you had to prepare for the workshops. So you had to give yourself sort of like time scales. And that's exactly what I do in my job now. I have to set out a time scale where, you know, if something is needed in 14 days, I need to then set out when do I get this starting? When do I need to do it? You know, if it's needed in the core in two weeks, how do I then reach that? So it really, really helps. It 
time management and also case management, you know, running a case on my part, um, which is a really valuable skill for solicitors to have, really. Yeah, and on the GDL, you're required to do legal research. And so you become familiar with platforms such as Westlaw. And if, if you're not um, familiar with those, they're kind of legal databases. Um, and so because you're required to do this legal research, maybe for a bit of coursework um, or to kind of understand a legal principle better, getting used to legal research is so important because when you go on to be a solicitor or a barrister, that's the kind of thing you're going to need to be doing on your own. So conducting that independent legal research, I think, is really valuable. Um, it also made me think in a very logical way, the GDL. Um, obviously, the law is vital. You need to kind of learn that. And that, that was a very valuable thing about the GDL. But the way that the kind of problem questions are set, um, yeah. you have to think logically. And the tutors really help you think through a problem question logically and how to apply the law to a, a factual situation. Um, and I think knowing how to apply it was was valuable and something that the GDL gives you. It's not just the um, the information, but it's how to apply that information to a problem, uh, which I think is yeah. really valuable. Yeah. Did you know which area of law that you wanted to specialise in um, before you commenced your conversion course, or was it something that kind of built with experience and built with doing a conversion course? It, it, it's always a funny story when I tell this, that when I actually, so when I did my, obviously, LPC, which is after conversion course, um, we had to study family law. And when I studied family law, I was like, I really don't like family law. I do not want to go into this area of family <laughs> law. And somehow I fell into this area of law. Um, so when I first started, actually, I kind of had that whole, I want to do criminal law. You know, everyone wanted to do criminal law. Um, it's the thing that you see on TV all the time. You know, you, you always see sort of uh, the barristers and lawyers in, in their suits and going to criminal court. But as I got further down the line, I essentially probably didn't want to do criminal law. I knew that I wasn't I wasn't kind of a corporate person, um, but I knew that I wanted to work in an area where I was I was helping people. So um, I think the short answer is I didn't really know. Um, yeah. I think I just kind of picked it up as I went along. And I think a lot of law students do that. I think you start off thinking you want to do one thing and I think you end up falling into an area you didn't even consider yourself wanting to do. Yeah, I mean, I agree in that many of my peers on the conversion course were still considering their options. For me personally, crime was always the appeal. Um, it's it's what I knew that I wanted to do. Um, but But I also think it's okay, kind of, from what you've said, Rachel, that if you know the law is something that you want to do, but you don't actually know specifically which area yet, that that's okay. And the conversion course might help you guide you through that. And actually, yeah. as you pick up experience, maybe mini pupillages or um, vacation schemes or doing different seats on your training contract, not seats, sorry, but different areas, um, that will build with time. And, and so yeah. I don't think you have to have it all figured out um, necessarily because it sounds like for you in particular, Rachel, it's something family law, something that came to you as you move through your legal studies. Yeah, yeah. So did you have a training contract prior to the conversion course, Rachel, or did you get it on, on the course? When I started the conversion course, I didn't have a training contract. Um, I actually got my training contract when I finished the LPC. So when I finished my legal master's, essentially, I then became a paralegal for a little bit and then legal assistant. And that's how I kind of got my training contract. I've always wanted to work in, in smaller high streets, like boutique kind of firms. Um, and so I, I went into a high street firm and that's how I got my training contract, essentially. Yeah. And for me, I didn't have... Um 
a pupillage before commencing the course. I, I got it on my bar course, uh, which is the course that you undertake um, after either doing a law degree or the GDL um, if you want to qualify as a barrister. Um, yeah. And in terms of, you, you kind of mentioned you're a legal assistant. Um, for me, I, I mean, the career support at the University of Law guides you through the process. I mean, would you say the same, Rachel? I don't know, maybe not necessarily on the conversion course, but also through the LPC. Do you feel that there's guidance on how to go about applying for training contracts and, and kind of what's that, what that's about? I think there was there was guidance on how to apply for training contracts, but obviously I wasn't looking at those bigger firms with assessment centres, you know, training contract cycles. That wasn't necessarily what I was aspiring to because I didn't. I always knew I didn't want to work in a in a big sort of you know magic circle firm. That it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of support for it, but there was also support as to well, if you don't want to go to a magic circle firm, here are all the options, and you know there are plenty of other options out there. You don't have to be going to the bigger firms um, there are plenty of small firms out there as well yeah and I think that's a really good point actually that um that you don't probably realize until you get to the process of applying or getting more experience that there is such a great variety both in solicitors firms but also in chambers yeah. um and actually figuring out where it is you want to apply is is one of the first steps um and that's something that I worked I did a lot of work with the careers department, just going through and being like, where do I actually want to apply? And I think that's a big part of um, a successful pupillage offer or a successful training contract is actually applying to the right places and applying to the places that suit you. Um, So I can't comment as much on this because I don't know loads about it, Rachel, but I think this is maybe a question for you is what your thoughts are on the solicitor's qualifying exams and this kind of new route, well, newer route to qualifying as solicitor um, now that they've, as of September 2021, um, introduced this new route? I think that the SQE, and, and obviously I can't say lots about it either because I'm not necessarily studying now. Um, and I remember when I did the conversion event with the University of Law, there was a lot of talk about the SQE and a lot of us were still calling our conversion course the GDL, which was confusing a lot of people. Um, it makes me sound so old when I say things like that. Um, but with the SQE, I think it, it provides... It's easy for people to get into law. It's to make it more accessible, I think, for people to get into law. So there is not necessarily the need for a training contract. Um, there is just two years of qualifying work experience. I know there has been some discussion about how it will be monitored, about how that qualifying work experience will actually be enough to actually um, set you up to be a solicitor. So unfortunately, I, I, I don't know how that's going to be um, uh, managed. But I do think it makes it easier for people to get into law because there's no longer that pressure to get a training contract. I know some firms are still doing training contracts, um, but it's not necessary that you have to have a training contract, I don't think, to qualify as a solicitor. Um, but I do think it it does set up a, a good idea and tries to help. But I do think, obviously, you know, people who want to be solicitors don't have to do a conversion course anymore. But I would definitely say you should consider it. Because I think if you went onto an SQE where lots of people have potentially studied law previously and you hand on a conversion course, I think it will potentially be being thrown into the deep end. Um, so I would definitely suggest that people do consider doing a conversion course as well as the SQE. Yeah, I mean, I think that we've both both commented that that legal underpinning, I mean, it's obviously vital if you're going the barrister route, but just is helpful um, moving into further legal studies, it kind of yeah. gives you that 
that really great basis. Also, something I'd say that I found um, about the conversion course is that while doing it, because obviously I was at the University of Law while doing it, I could take part in activities around it that probably really contributed to me getting a pupillage. So, for example, meeting pro bono work with the University of Law. Um, so it's not just the kind of the teaching um, and the law that you're getting from a conversion course, but by studying in that year, you're also getting some... Yeah opportunities to get great experiences um yeah. that, that were really valuable yeah what piece of advice would you give um or have for non-law graduates wanting to become a solicitor i think that it is important to consider every piece of experience that you can get um and i can never stress enough that People think that you need to have legal experience. You need to have lots of legal experience. You don't necessarily need to have lots of legal experience. Um, I think it helps to have other experiences that make you a sort of um, broad person and then give you a, you, you are a person rather than just sort of a CV. Um, because I think that a lot of people just want to do all the, all the legal and law experience and sometimes don't have the experiences of, you know, meeting people, doing other things. Um, I worked behind a bar for two years and that really set me up with some social skills and dealing with, with the general public, which is what I, I do most days. Um, so that really, really helped me to become a, a good advocate in court, to deal with people on a, on a day-to-day basis and to deal with challenging situations as well. Um, because you are going to across them with, as, as a solicitor, you are going to come across them sometimes. Um, so it, it's important, I think, to have a wide, varied extracurricular activity. So do anything you can do, even if that's going to... And any kind of clubs, you know, a badminton club, things like that. It is then things that you can talk about in a interview or in anything that you are going in and being interviewed for. Then a law firm will see you as a person who can bring so many qualities and it can make you stand out from other candidates as well. Yeah, I completely echo that, Rachel. And I think you also, having done a different degree, can bring different skills to the table. So having done economics and politics, I could talk about the kind of logical working through a problem, problem solving nature of economics and how I could apply that to law. I could also talk about politics, the research that was involved to form coherent arguments in the same way that if I'm in court with a case, I'm going to have to gain the relevant evidence, build a strong argument um, to best represent my clients. So you can use the non your non-law degree to demonstrate how you have the skills that will make you a good solicitor or barrister and I think that's something to bear in mind that it won't I mean don't feel that it will set you back if anything I gives it I think it gives you some a really interesting talking point it gives other strings to your bow um, and exactly as Rachel said um, legal experience of course is important but don't forget the things that come with that that give you transferable skills I also worked in a bar um I made sure to keep up with my sport because that demonstrates commitment um, a willingness, uh, kind of commitment to succeed, motivation and ability to work with others, ability to work on a team. Um, so I completely echo what you said, Rachel. And I think those and um, that maybe have a different degree, use that degree to your advantage to demonstrate either to a solicitor's firm or to a chambers that you've got a wide variety of skills and a wide variety of different interests, which is always appealing um, to recruiters. So is there anything else um, that you'd like to add, Rachel, before I round things off? I mean, you've given us some great insights into your experience, but is there anything that you want to add before I finish? 
I just think that a lot of people probably are terrified of doing a conversion course, um, potentially because it is a lot of work. But at the end of the day, it is definitely worth it. And sometimes it will feel like it's really stressful. It's really hard. But just keep going. And there is lots of support at the University of Law if you do need to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I echo that. Um, so thank you very much for joining us, Rachel. Um, it's been great and given us some really useful insights into the benefits of the conversion course. Um, so thank you for listening, everyone. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>